Welcome back, everybody. Nice to have Iration serenading us one last time this year. But as always, Drew, joined by you. How are you living this evening? Good, man. Good to be back. I'm super excited about the Open Week, St. Andrews. Um, this is going to be a fun week. I think the golf course is going to be baked out, which is going to be a lot of fun. Um, well, how are you feeling? Where are you at with this? Yeah, I'm. You know, there's a lot to talk about. It was. I'm just super excited. I feel like this is. The Open is a great tournament, one to end the approach on, but also to come back after a little bit of a hiatus. We didn't do a 4th of July show. I think I was in Hilton Head two weeks before that. So we, ha we haven't been doing it as much. But if there was a tournament for game theory, this would be it. And we'll get into it more. That just there's, there's so much randomness and luck. Like what did Bobby Jones say? I think it was Bobby Jones said there's just so much luck to win this tournament. And then he went on the win in that right after he said that. But uh, it, it's it's true. And we'll get into that. But I just, yeah, I'm kind of laughing at all the people posting model stuff. I'm like, gosh, that's going about it the wrong way. But I agree. Uh, if yeah, you had we'll, to rank we'll, the majors, like if you were to rank the majors right now, where does the open fall? And I think this one, particularly for me, I typically have the open as the third behind the U.S. Open. But being at St. Andrews, I think it this year it it's kind of makes its way up to two for me. Where are you at with that? So are you talking about as a fan, as a DFS player? As, Wait, just as a saying? fan, as a fan in general. You know, yeah, I it's you know, here's what I'd say. The Masters number one, you know, obviously, but I'd say there's a tie. There's T2 is a tie between the Open and the US Open. You slight lean to the US, just being a patriot. That's right. But, uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I love the open. I love, I'm, we're you know, on the East coast. So I like waking up early and having golf on and you know, this, this past week at the Scottish open, I had a nice sweat going into the weekend and the, uh, 555 contest. There was only like 13 individuals that, that had six of six. I was one of them and I was sitting chilly, but then all my golfers blew up over the weekend. Harding, Rose, Ricky. Oh, it was it sucked. But I mean, still made money. But gosh, it uh, could have been great. But yeah, I point me. I love love waking up this early. So, you, but you you think this is behind the U.S. Open? But that changes at St. Andrews. Yeah, specifically at St. Andrews, just because it's one of those courses. That I know Carnoustie and Burkdale. Like we know these courses, but like especially watching Tiger win this twice. Uh, it's just, it's one of the cooler golf courses. Just the way that it meanders through the town when you get towards, you know, 17 and whatnot. It's just, it's cool. I just like St. Andrews in general. Um, and so this is by far my favorite open championship golf course. And and I think it's going to play exactly how the RNA wants it to play, which is, which is perfect for us. Yeah, I, you know, I don't think it's going to be, it's not the most difficult Right. of in the rotation but yeah it's how they want it to play and i that that's good i think we're going to see some just some crazy things happen which tends to happen on these link style golf course but before we really dive into that because there's a lot that i know you and i we kind of want to say and what we you know, maybe we want to think of as we go into kind of handicapping this event but I, I just wanted to talk about uh not not live so much the tour but just just it as a dfs perspective We've only had two tournaments, one where DFS was available there, and they only do showdown, which I kind of like. But I, I tell you what, there 
there is so much of an edge within live right now and you can think whatever you want to think about it like i i wish it wasn't around but it, you know what uh, you know all bias aside it's likely here to stay for a while like it and and again i i didn't want it to work and i kind of still don't but right. honestly it, it was more entertaining watching live the other day than the john than the john deere i guess, whatever last week or whatever that was the, the quality that they had on like i know i watched it through youtube was actually really entertaining and i hate the shotgun start but i tell you what it did is you see action non-stop no real commercials no real breaks really it you, you just see golf shots and they present in an entertaining way but back to dfs it reminds me of the the old days when there wasn't strokes gain data people just leaderboard watched and think that whatever has happened the day or the days before is going to happen again and people just make you know, stupid decisions and yeah so without that it's just blind and gosh there's so much an edge there so i just wanted to throw that out as a dfs perspective that i'm actually if Liv's going to hang around we can think whatever we want about think about it but as a dfs perspective it just reminds me of the old days and uh not a lot of data out and it's yeah, I mean, what do you think about? It? I don't know if you played in any I of did. the showdowns. At I oh, did. did I actually played little to no John Deere and went strong with the live. And the thing that you mentioned that I think is right now we have such an advantage because the 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 field themselves there's so many Asian tour players that are really really good that nobody knows anything about. Um, and I also like the fact you brought up something the shotgun start. Originally, I hated the shotgun start. But we've eliminated draws, right? There's no yeah. bad draws. There's no good draws. It's just golf. Um, and yeah, you could you could start on a on a hole that's that's not ideal. But I do think there's a lot of value in the the kind of the way they set it up. And and I I assume over time we're gonna have standard three round contests would be my my guess. Um, but no, the showdown's fun. And listen, the the field was way better than what we were playing on the John Deere. So yeah. If, Again, if there's any advantage you can get, especially early on with live and and I do think it's gonna I mean it's they're 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 pulling players. It sounds like they're after this golf tournament, you could expect some more decent names to head over after the you know the major championship season's gone. But if they keep pulling names and they keep it having a, a endless amount of money, um it's not going anywhere for a while. and yeah, and so it's either like whether your morals behind it or like you and I, like i I I'm a PGA Tour guy, right? I wish that we weren't talking yeah, about yeah. this. But from a from a beneficial standpoint, DFS wise, I think you, you put all that aside. If we can make a few dollars, then to hell with right. it. You know, let's let's roll with it. Um, and I've I I think that the Portland event from the London event was considerably better as far as coverage yeah. was concerned. I thought I thought it was smoother. And I just I expect them to continue to to kind of to to get better and better. And and not to get off off you know topic here, but you know, the United States judicial system is going to, there's going to be some lawsuits going down. Uh, mm -hmm. I was reading something about it today. So again, I think two years, a year from now, it's probably going to be free to play wherever you want. Um, yeah. And, and yeah. I think that's the way it's going to trend because I think the PGA is going to have their hands tied to the point where if they don't allow that, then, then it gets to where you're starting to lose guys. And then at what point are your, your fields watered down because you have, you know, 30% of the top name guys playing somewhere else. And I don't think that's mm -hmm. good for the live tour. And I don't think that's good for the PGA tour. So I think that there's going to be some middle ground met, you know, eventually at some point. Yeah. I, that, yeah, I'm super well said. And, 
you know, and I was, and I didn't want to like it. And I don't, I, I, I really, I'm seeing, you know, working mental health and I hate but the, the Saudi connection and their stance on a lot of human rights and where the money's coming from. I, you just kind of hate it. But if uh, not that we are, but if, if we were removing that and I watched what I watched two weeks ago, I'm like, gosh, this is a huge, I, I would invest in this. I was super, super impressed with the the quality of the, what they are presenting and then actual the golf product on, on Saturday, going into Saturday, it, it people, I think people, you know, people lie, you know, they have their biases, but you had DJ Brooks, Bryson was in there too, all within a shot to, to win. And then Gooch making runs and I know Grace had a great day. It, it, it was, it was good, good golf to watch. Yeah. Brooks kind of blew up, but just those names in there. And it, it didn't look like any other golf tournament that, you know, that you hadn't seen. It looked like they were wanting to win. They were playing for a lot. The crowds were funny. The golf course looked, looked great. Yeah. But, and also that on a side note, the, the team aspect, which I've wondered this whole time, like what the hell is, is the point with the team aspect? I do not get that at all, but it, it was just an interesting sidebar to keep up with how the teams are doing and, the aces had such a big lead because they were smoking it, but it actually got tight there toward the end. And, and because there's so much money in winning as a team, that was kind of compelling too. Um, it it reminded me a lot of like in the FedEx cup playoff, right? Like where, where, where they're showing where you are as far as like in the 125. like, okay, this person mm -hmm. just bogeyed. So he teetered outside the 125, and they add that element to the team aspect as well. Um, and I think they've made it really enticing for players. They, they've taken really good uh, care of the caddies as far as payouts yeah. go. Uh, we saw kind of Did you see that jet? The jet yeah, the plane in? they're riding and yeah. styling. And, uh, and again, that's uh, – it's again, it's enticing, right? Like if you're showing up on a, on a weekly basis with guaranteed money. Um, and I think that – I think the model for live, and I know we're it's not a live show, but I think it's uh, – I think the model is that they they start picking off the college guys mm -hmm. um, and really kind of the guys start making a name for themselves. And it grows like that because it's super enticing to, to like leave college and and know that you have this assured money. Right. Uh, everybody wants to go play on the PGA Tour. That's the dream. But it, it, the reality is it's not as easy and it's not as is, you know, lavish of a lifestyle as, as one may think. Uh, outside of the top yeah. 15, 20 guys, it's more of a grind and and going and missing cuts and spending money on uh, airfare and hotels and, and things like that. It adds up. So they have a lot of things to entice players. And the other, the last thing I'll say is the two golf courses they played have been fantastic. They've been tough, yeah. they've been challenging. Um, and it, it's that I like too. It's not been a birdie fest. And it'll be interesting to see kind of how this evolves over time and, and the kind of tracks that they get to go play. So Definitely some positives, but of course, you know, the, the overlying negative of, of, of kind of yeah. where it's coming from. But it's either like if it's going to be here, it's going to be here. And, and if it's going to be a good product, then that's going to be something I'll, I'll watch. Yeah. And just coming back from a DFS perspective, my wife asked me, he's like, how do you feel about it? And I was like, you know what? I think it's going to worry because, you know, she uh, she's open to DFS now because we made money the last uh, profit last couple of years. And this year is actually working out really well for us. And. She's like, is you worry about live? I'm like, yeah, I thought this was going to threaten DFS. And then I, you know, I got lucky the first round of first DFS. I think I finished second and won like five grand. And yeah, got lucky because who knows? But I, but from a DF coming back and just circling all back from DFS perspective, I hope they don't release strokes gain data. They don't keep any of that. There, yeah. There's a huge, it's like, yeah, it's like, like the old days. 
But let's let's bring it back to the open here. We got great golf. This is going to be great viewing. Uh, There's so many thoughts I have, and I'll just share uh, a little of them, and then we'll go, and then you and I will just trade. First is, and it doesn't look like it right now, but things will change by day by day. But betting outright, unless it's like a great number, wait till the tee times draws come out. Please, everybody starts on one. So the wind advantage is so much more uh, exaggerated at St. Andrews and and at the open at anywhere else. So please wait. And I know it doesn't look like it right now. The wind looks pretty, pretty tame right now. But gosh, just like it did the Scottish the night before, it really illuminated a a, a advantage there. And it, it likely something was going to happen there. And so if you bet it like a couple weeks out, I mean, unless it's a great value, whatever, but, but man, the tee times can just make or break your tournament at, at St. That's not St. Andrews, but at the open, everybody starts on one and it's a long day. So that's just one thing to consider. And then what I really want to talk about and pick your brain is, there's so much randomness that goes into the open, not only just the win, but you could hit a perfect drive that gets the wrong kick in the fairway. And you're one of these, and these coffin bunkers, they call it coffin bunkers for a reason because you're dead in there. You just have to chip right back out. Like we saw at the Scottish last week. So that you can hit a, a perfect drive and then, a you know, too big of a miss, you're perfectly all right. And at St. Andrews this week, there's no, there's very little rough. And then I'm really waiting. Well, I'll, you know what? I might just pause it there. There's so much I have to say with this. I might pause those two facts. So wait to the tee times and then what, even delay yourself building lineups because we want to get the most accurate weather forecast. And then just consider the randomness that goes into this event. I mean, what are your thoughts? Yeah, yeah. This is a great week because, I mean, think about it. You're dialing up lineups on Wednesday night and they're teeing off not long after you you get your lineups yeah. locked in, right? So. And to your point, you know, the randomness and ever-changing of Lynx golf, right? Uh, it can say right now it's going to blow 14, which 14 is nothing, right? We know that on, on a Lynx style golf course. Um, but that, again, that's susceptible to be changed over the next, I mean, it's Monday. Uh, and I know, you. to your point, everybody wants to get out and try to find value on the outright market. But I don't see odds changing significantly this week. Right. Maybe as much as they do on a normal week-to-week basis. Uh, as far as the golf course... And this is what's so interesting about Lynx Golf and why I think that some people just don't like Lynx Golf. And it comes down to PGA Tour players as well because of the randomness. Um, you hit a perfect tee shot, you end up in a bunker, you make double bogey, and that that mentally can take people out of it. And yeah. I think I think that the people that embrace it, um, and, and I think it takes a lot of creativity as well because you're going to be left in situations. We, we know they're big greens. You know you're – not all big greens, but we know that you're going to be putting a lot. You're going to be in a lot of tight lines. Oh, no, the, no, you're right. They're big greens. They're big yeah. greens. Yeah. Yeah. And so to me, it's, it's, that's where the creativity and it's almost like you just can't let it beat you down because you're going to have times where things bounce the wrong way and you think you hit the perfect shot. But on the, the turn, the other side of that, it's going to be the opposite, right? You're going to get the bounce. And, and it's, I think that it's, you have to be in a, it's such a good mental space. And some people embrace Lynx golf and some people don't. Like, I never thought Phil Mickelson would ever win an Open Championship by the way that he flighted his golf ball, the way that he spoke about Lynx golf. But then all of a sudden he embraced it. And it's it's a different way of playing golf. And I think it's cool. I love watching it once a year uh, or twice a year with the Scottish. But, you know, this being, you know, uh, seaside, it adds a different element. 
And I think it, it it's just it's fun to get away from the American style golf where everything is pristine, right? Like the golf course is already browned out. Like, yeah. yeah. So aesthetically to the eye, does it look as good as as any of these golf courses we're on a week to week basis? No, but but it, it's it's the other elements that make it so much fun. And, and it's all about kind of embracing the good with the bad. Um, and it, it's just, I'm excited about it just because again, anytime we get to watch something different from what we're used to, uh, and then you add, you know, the major championship on top of it, it's going to be a fun ride and, uh, a fun long week. And, and yeah, I'm sure we got plenty of, of thoughts on, on who we like and who don't even early in the week, but I just love to embrace the kind of chaos yeah. that is. I mean, I loved waking up early mornings and like Carnoustie's blowing thirty-five and guys oh, I love are crying. Their their umbrellas are turned inside out. It's just absolute carnage out there. Um, so I'm, I'm I'm pumped about it, man. Even if the wind doesn't blow, and I'll tell you what, if the wind doesn't blow, they're gonna tear this course up, and yep. I'm, I'm okay with that too. Yeah, I think they're will tear this course up regardless. Um, that that's something to really talk about. But gosh, if you're just if you're going about this. Like we're playing the 3M this week. You got to stop. This is a huge week to get on Fanshare and look at the ownerships. There's just so much random. Hey, let's just say that between John Rahm and Justin Thomas, let's just say they play their A game. Because of the breaks and what happens at Lynx Golf, one of them could shoot eight shots different. And they still are bringing their A game, which we'll, we'll pretend their A game is you know the, the same. Right. Um, and that's just because because of some of these lucky breaks. And so that you got to you got to kind of consider that. So I'm not even making a model or what I'm looking at is specific stats that what I think was going to happen. What I think is going to happen. It's it's fast. It's firm. Fitzpatrick was on live at today talking about he's never seen it this firm. He said he was talking with the caddy. The caddy's never even seen it this firm at St. Andrews. So we're going to see rollout of 100 plus yards on some hole. So many par fours are going to be drivable. We're seeing 18 drivable today. The champions, uh, I think it's like nine is going to be drivable unless it's kind of into the wind, which might pick up this weekend. There's going to be a couple drivable par fours. The par fives are always reachable, even though there's only two. So what? So we might think, yeah, that brings in the shorter hit hitters at play. Yeah, you know, probably so. But man, I'm really weighing in around the green, short game, and scrambling three putt avoidance. I know that that's being popular. You know, I, th this is a different animal here, so I'm not doing that. And then it's just the wedges. And I'm looking at wedges from 75 to 100, 100 to 125, 125 to 150, and that's it. So just around the green play in the wedge game, pretty much a slight also lean on driving distance. Um, and we'll get into that, but that's it. I'm not putting those into a model and it's coming out with one golfer and looking at who's doing well, tee to green. No, like, stop it. You, we can't be doing that this week. And your uh, ownership's going to play a huge role into this uh, too. But yeah, this is not a week for models. This is not a week for, uh, we talk often about trend and rolling reports, not a week for that. I'm looking at just who, who's a good wedge player. Who's around a green player because people are going to drive you know, near the green, like I, I don't know if you saw the champions day today, yep. 18 right there, and then it's to be a chipping fest, and it's going to be a putting fest too. Um, it's yeah, we'll get into why we like some of these guys, and I have a couple fades of some high owned guys that I, I, I want to fade. But any other thoughts before we move to the board? I think there's going to be some funky ownership numbers this week, 
to where I think mm-hmm. that there's going to be some extreme value on guys that you never get extreme value on. Um, I agree with all of your points, right? This is a short game contest. This is this is to an extent a putting contest, but this yeah, is also yeah. a creativity contest, right? Like mm-hmm. there's guy, and this is why like Spieth, players like they're creative. They know how to get it around around the greens. Um, driving distance is an ex- interesting thing to, to to take a look at because of all the things that we've said. It's going to play firm. It's going to play fast. Guys that have the ability to hit shorter clubs into greens and control their spin when they're hitting a, essentially a concrete surface, which is what these greens will be, that is going to matter having a shorter club in your hand. Um, mm-hmm. But again, throw all the stats out the window. This is why this is a different contest. It's it's creativity. It's missing the ball in the right spots. There's times where you can have 70 yards over a pop bunker and have no chance to put it within 25 feet because of where you set yourself up. And I also think this is a golf course where you're going to see guys that can think their way around. They know where to miss it. They know where they can get up and down from. Um, and, and again, it's going to be a lot of bump and run, lots of putters. Um, and it's just a different style of golf. I mean, shit, it, the greens roll 13 every single week on the PGA Tour. They, they, it's not possible for it to be like that here just because of the win factor. Right. Um, and it's also guys finding their stroke, getting the feel down on a, on surfaces that are completely different every other week of the year. Uh, mm-hmm. And that takes skill, right? We talk about going from Bermuda to, to Poa to Bent um, to Zoysia, like all these different grasses. Well, this is completely different because typically the step is the same across the board. You're just playing different grasses. Well, this is all of a sudden you need to to conform to the the, the putting surfaces and the speeds. And some guys pick it up quick and some guys don't. And and you can see guys take it serious when we come over here. There's, I mean, Tiger, Rory, these guys didn't play in the in the Scottish. They've just been out playing week in and week out. Uh, and it definitely takes different golf to win here. And I don't, I do think that not everybody has the game to to win an Open Championship. And and I could go through the list and, and throw guys out, but but uh, but yeah, it's it, it's going to be fun. It's going to be you have to be creative. And I think the more wedge opportunities you give yourself to be able to control some spin. Uh, is going to be super vital heading into the weekend. Yeah, I like that. And shout out to Ryan. You know, our boy says he's going out there. He'll be at tickets for Saturday. What? So, yeah, post post some pictures. Tag yes. us. We want to. Yeah, we want to see that. Well, let, let, let's let's look at the board. I only have a few names. My pool is going to be very very small this week, and maybe even get smaller depending on what the weather looks like later in the week. But we we started to just do ten k and above. Uh, I, I'm just I'm going to be quick because there's one person I want to talk a little bit about, or maybe two. But Rory's a check yes, Scotty a check no, John Rahm a big check yes, Justin Thomas a big check yes, and why is because he ranks second in strokes gained short game, ranks 16th around the green. Uh, we we know what he does with his wedges. Really like Justin Thomas. Missed the cut last week. The Scottish not concerned. He's been at St Andrews. We're working with Tiger. Really like that. Collins a no, not great around the green. I know he can get hot with the putter like he did last year. Don't do, don't see it. And then we come to Speed, the last guy in the 10K range, and everything tells you to play Speed. Rank six around the green, 21st short game, um, is a great scrambler. We know, we know what Speed is. He's also good with his wedges. Here's what I worry with Speed, and it's a worry that if he was 10% owned, I wouldn't worry about it, but he's going to be maybe the chalkiest guy outside of yep. cam. And so what I, what I've been seeing for speak is those putting woes have kind of come back. We saw what happened to him Sunday at the Scottish. 
I saw it a little bit today on the, you know, champions, you know, those six holes or four holes, holes, whatever they play. And I know that's not a lot, a lot to read into, but I, I'm not com comfortable him making a five footer right now. And not, not the speed we're usually, you know, we usually are accustomed to. And so that right there, and maybe it's a justification, but we're going to need some of those when we're talking about playing or fading a high percentage guy. And there's a couple high percentage guys I want to play lower on. And so I'm saying, gosh, well, then I can't play speed up there. And his putting woes are giving me a reason not to. It's making me feel better about faded. I know speed's your boy. What, what, what do you think about that? Or, yeah, or the, I, the top range? Yeah, just to hit on Spieth real quick, and and I do think Spieth will have a de he'll have a decent week, right? I don't see him win. And and you made a good point with the short putting. Not only is it it's 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 strictly the short putting, right? His his mid to long range putting's been fine, but the thing is, if you throw in the element of slow greens and wind, all of a sudden that exacerbates your 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 short putting, right? You have to take a bigger stroke than you normally do. The wind is an an added element, so I think somebody that struggles with short putting. It's probably not going to be the best week in that in that area. Um, yeah. I'm with you on Colin. Um, again, it, it, the game hasn't even been sharp outside of the short game recently, um, so I'm I'm willing to to go down that road with you. JT and Rom, I'm 100 on board. Uh, out of the two, JT and Rom, which one do you favor? Well, and it's uh, honestly, I think John Rom's going to be slightly lesser owned. I, I'm really. Uh, was high on John Rom and DFS last week. I'm I'm high. He's he's coming back. John Rom, he's one of those guys I watched because I had him in almost every single lineup. He's one of those guys I watched. He was in featured group almost every single day. And I, he, on ten in the Scottish, what did he take like a triple? He, he, he found the coffin bunker again, he, and he found it again. I think he bogeyed number ten. Is that par five? Three of the four days, I think. And don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure. And so that is not normal John Rahm. He found the bunker. He got a tough break and uh, went through the fairway with, with his drive. One time found like some of the heaviest rough. I, I, I think John Rahm played really, really well last week from just the eye test. And he got unlucky. Uh, not to say he wasn't going to win or anything like that. He didn't play that well. But he got, he got tough breaks that, you know, maybe if he didn't get behind a wind gust, maybe if he didn't get that kick that helped rolled into the bunker, and you can make right. the argument, well, he shouldn't hit in that direction. But, you know, there's such a thin line. He played so much better. I mean, Eagle 16 the final day. He played so much better than his score. And I think he's going to be lesser owned. I really like John Rahm. Justin's going to be popular. But it's like, damn, how how could he not be popular? Speaking of the wedge play, which is so important, ranks 13 from 125 to 150. And then it gets better. He ranks 100 from 100 to 125 in proximity. And from 75 to 100, which I think the majority of their pro shots for a guy like Justin Thomas are going to come from, he ranks fourth in proximity over the last 24 rounds. And if you want short game, he ranks third over the last 24 rounds in short game. You know, I saw that uh, our boy kind of posted a, I think it was at 23 to one. Um, Anyway, on odds, so like, yeah, whatever. But yeah, I, I'm. It's tough to say. Maybe DFS. I like John Rom, but outright, I kind of like JT. But JT's gonna be popular. Yeah, and I just think take away. So, so say JT has a as a decent week last week. I, he would probably be the biggest chalk on the board. Um, yeah. Missing out on the cut, I think, helps a little bit. The reason I ask is I like both player, both players. Um, and I, I, I think I lean John Rom as well. It, it's. 
I wanted to ask it because the element of of losing your damn mind based off of good and bad breaks. Um, no one runs hotter under the collar than John Rom. Um, and and so that's an element I can't I can't necessarily quantify that, you know, because it's kind of a guy's attitude on the golf course. But it's interesting. I, I do want to to watch his body language throughout the week. Um, yeah, so let, let, let me mention that just from a uh, psychological perspective at that. So let's just say, pretend that we, when you're at like peak performance or when you're an athlete or even just going day to day and whatever job someone might be listening, you want to maintain like a, a healthy homeostasis. And so with John Rahm, he's always high strung and always performed <laughs> well. I, I believe that's his homeostasis. So he gets pissed off and crazy. Yeah, like good. That That's his homeostasis. That's his natural um, you know, kind of state, I'd be really worried if he didn't get that way and if he was too calm. So there's, the, you know, that's just maybe playing devil's advocate. But no, I, I yeah, I, yeah I, I'm not, I don't worry about that at all. I know some people, you know, say that, but we've seen John, John Rahm win big tournaments uh, before. But I'm with you though. Um, to, to answer your question, Rahm and, and JT would be my favorite out of the 10K range. Um, listen, Scotty hasn't been great recently. I'm expecting the ownership numbers for Scotty to be somewhat mm -hmm. low because of that. Um, and I think Rory will probably garner some some high ownership because he has been solid lately. So, um, yeah, if I think we're both kind of in, in the same ROM, JT up there at the 10K range. Those are probably the two I feel most comfortable about. Yeah, and just for time, we're going to move here pretty quickly. So Cam Smith, coming down here. I, I'm actually Fitzpatrick, like no for me. Um, you know, he has to actually, he even said it today, he doesn't really play well at Link's course. I'm, I'm not doing that. Zalatoris, I'm kind of on the fence with. We'll see. Cam Smith is who we have to talk about. It's going to be popular, maybe the highest on guy. But if you had to make a golfer for for this event, maybe, this Cam Smith, need to be great around the green, need to be great creatively, need to be great with proximity. That's Cam Smith, and his one thing he's not great at is driving accuracy. Will we get wide fairways and minimal rough this week? Uh, it's hard not to like Cam, Cam Smith. Uh, Shane Lowry, DJ is very interesting. DJ played well, and whatever one of people think about Liv, played well at, at, within within Liv. They didn't drive it that well, but was great with this iron. Well, now we get a, you know a little bit of uh, wider fairways. You know, we know – when DJ's on with the wedges, he's on with the wedges. So I really like that. Really like Louie. Hasn't played well of late. We know he's won it here, I believe. He's won the Open Four. Been a second here, too. Um, the year I think Zach Johnson won. You know, really like Louie. Tommy Fleetwood is who I want to talk about, who I'm debating. I'm locking in to every single lineup, but it's just ownership dependent. Tommy Fleetwood pops on everything that I'm looking right now where he's excellent with the wedges and excellent around the green. And he's also in great form, played well last week at the Scottish Open, kind of tried to put himself in contention um, last week. But if Tommy Fleetwood is under 15%, he's going to be a lock in every single one of my lineups. I love Fleetwood this week. He's my favorite. And just to round out the other, other two guys I really like in the AK range, is Tony Finau surprisingly kind of, but he seems like he's going to be popular. I, so if he's, if he's over 15, I might not play him, but then who I really just want to mention, and I just kind of have a, a feeling about, and that's Bryson. Not so much. I know I the driving that. distance, not yeah, the driving distance is there, but I think the majority for a guy like him, 
proximity from 75 to 100 is going to be important. And Bryson ranks seventh over the last 24 rounds within that. And we know he's, you know, creative or a scientist, whatever adjective you want to use to describe his, his goofy ass, like whatever. I, I, I see him playing well. And I know he's coming off an injury. He played well in, in um, where Portland. And, and I, I'm, I'm, I like it. And you know what? I actually looked up putting stats on firm um, uh, greens within the, like where it's like, you know, there's wind and it's fast and firm. And he ranks ninth in strokes game putting in some of those categories. He's going to be super low on maybe 5%. And so those are just the guys I really like around the nine and the AK range. It's a lot of golfers, but really leaning on Fleetwood. Um, and then, you know, some dart throws is yeah. Bryson. Yeah. And, I, I, and I, I'll say one last thing. I know I'm taking a lot of the air, but the, the live bias is real. And so DJ Bryson and Gooch too, who I'm going to talk about here in a minute, but yeah. What, what do you think about those range? Yeah, I, 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 I'm kind of on the Bryson train myself. Uh, and I also think is not only is he value in DFS because of the reasons you've named, but if you're if you're an outright guy, you can get a 150 burger on, on Bryson right now, which which, you know, a year ago seems like a crazy stat. Uh, and it, just to hit on your point with Fleetwood real quick, I also think you have the opportunity for somewhat lower ownership based off who's he kind of sandwiched around on that board. Um, you have Brooks Kepka there, which we haven't mentioned. I'm not sure that he's worthy of us mentioning at this point based off of, of the way he's played. Um, the guy we didn't mention is Xander. Uh, clearly he's playing well. Um, interested to see if, if people are uh, of the, the idea where it's, it's impossible to win back to back weeks. Yeah. But I'm with you on DJ. Um, I am going to be playing Tony Finau as well, depending on ownership. The other guy I want to touch on is Joaquin Neiman. Uh, really, really like the way that he flights the ball throughout his entire bag. And I think around this place is beneficial. Him being somewhat of an above-average driving distance guy is going to be way, way further this week with the run out. Um, so I like Neiman. So I'm going to say Neiman, um, DJ, and and probably Patrick Cantley I could get behind. Uh, mm -hmm. I think it's just wild. Like Hovland's kind of – you just can't trust the short game, right? Uh, Brooks again. We haven't even talked about. Um, it's 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 kind of weird territory. Sung JM potentially could be your pivot off Finau if if Finau's you know ownership gets too high, but but definitely Neiman is kind of my uh, my go to there in the the low eight K range. Yeah, I like that Neiman call. I, I was on him big last week at the Scottish and struggled to find over the weekend. You know, kind of, yeah, he played well around the green and putted really well, but especially the first two days. But our boy from Back Nine Bets, who's actually a, he's a great follow. I shouldn't say actually, Hard, yeah, yeah, like it's yeah, it's not not a surprise at, at all. Is one to talk about Keegan. I you know I don't have the stomach for it. I, I you know I don't have an overwhelming opinion on Keegan. The only thing is is he won't be in my player pool, and he's garnering you know at least on Twitter in our little bubble some some popularity. So I don't know what it'll be, but. If he's 5% owned, maybe, maybe that will, but nothing is saying playing him, but there's actually a guy, you know, Keegan and this other guy we're about to talk to are like stroke game gods. Like they always right. pop because they, they're, they're great ball strikers, but I much prefer Russell Henley. Again, if we want wedges and someone who's a good around the green, there's no better golfer in over the last 24 rounds with his wedges cumulatively than Russell Henley from 125 to 150 ranks six from 100 to 125 ranks eighth. And again, what I think is the most important range because Henley's long enough. 
is 75 from 100. Henley ranks first in proximity from that range. Uh, decent around the green, very streaky with the putter, kind of like Keegan. But I much prefer Russell Henley to Keegan Bradley. But I do want to talk about two others. I don't love this range. I don't, but there's two loves I really do have, and they're both live boys. Um, just, Patrick Reed. Yeah, Patrick Reed played played really well in Portland, finished third. Um, you know, got, kind of played with a putter. I, you know, a good putter. Guy, again, around the green, can wedges. I, the, the wide fairways, we know we can get loose with the driver. Um, really like Patrick Reed. And then a first time, I, I think playing links, probably competitively. Maybe he went over to the Dunhill event, but the first time at the Open. But it's Taylor Gooch. This is Gooch, again, played well at Portland. Um, but this seems like a, a, a Gooch type of event where excellent around the green, not a great actually off the driving, but that might not not bother him. And it might just come down to those lucky breaks. So those are only the few guys. And uh, maybe uh, uh, Christian Bizet note too, you know, maybe him. Poston was actually in interesting as well and Thomas Peters. But those are my really big leans in the 7K range. Who do you like maybe in this uh, this range? Before I go real quick, what about Tiger? Yeah. You know what? I, I'm I'm kind of interested in the playing Tiger. We'll see. I'm kind of concerned is that the putting and wedge play hasn't been up to his stuff. But similar to kind of like Augusta that you know, nobody might not know it better than him. And he can kind of get his way. I, I think he's an interesting like top 40 bet. I haven't even looked at that. And so maybe numbers dependent. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. And, and Tiger always garnishes DFS ownership to make it yeah. kind of you would not want to play him. Um so I'll hit on Billy Horschel. I think Billy Horschel is is another guy that just played a ton on the European Tour. Um, I know he loves Lynx golf. I, he's just kind of a bulldog. He keeps it together. I do like him. I, I'm going to go back to Justin Rose. I know Justin Rose was kind of disappointing over the weekend. Oh, he uh, killed me. He cost me so much money over the weekend. Oh, my sorry. God. He shot eight, eight <laughs> over on Saturday. I thought I was going to – my the top prize of that contest was 100K. I thought it was going to be a shot to win it. And his eight over is the worst worst round of the day on Saturday. Justin Rose, I'm sorry about that. That yeah, I'm, I'm triggered. <laughs> I can tell, and I apologize. I didn't mean to bring it up. Um, the Bazooten Hotel. It, it's an interesting play. His he just doesn't make birdies in uh, tons of bunches outside of two weeks ago. I can get behind the Patrick Reed thing. Uh, this is a weird range for me as well, right? Um. I do like Justin Rose. I can get talked into Seamus Power. I know there's a lot of pressure kind of being in, in the home country, but I do like him. Billy Horschel is definitely my lean from this area. Uh, just to hit on the Keegan thing real quick for Byron, I I know he missed the cut last week. And listen, to your point, he's a model breaker. Him and Russell Henley will break anybody's model, right? Yeah. They're always going to be up at the top. But I talked earlier about kind of if conforming and, and trying to get a feel on different greens and and I just don't know if a guy like him and struggling putting, um, how well it holds up over four rounds uh, to go to link style golf courses with slower greens. Um, so I do kind of see that as, as somewhat of a red flag when we're talking about Keegan. Um, but I'm with you. I think Taylor Gooch is a wonderful play. Uh, and, uh, but I'm going to be in Justin Rose, probably Seamus Power, and then Billy Ho. I love it. Well, let's go. I know we're losing time, but let's just – I'm going to go to my sicko plays, and there's one I, I, I love. And he was a popular you know, sleeper last week, and I think he's and he missed the cut, and I think he's going to be forgotten this week, and that's Lucas Herbert. So surprised with – we just looking into some of the stats I think are going to go well here. 
So we're looking at a round of green play. Our last 24 rounds, Lucas Herbert ranks fifth around the green, first in short game, eighth in three-putt avoidance, ranks 21st in scrambling. Herbert is also right there with, with some of the, 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 the wedges. He's kind of middle of the pack, but a good driver of the golf ball, 23rd in driving distance, but again, first in short game over the last 24, 24 rounds. Played well. Again, missed a cut last week at the Irish Open. Played really well. I think he got a top 10. Yeah, he finished ninth. That wasn't real link-style golf course. But at 6,900, really, really love Lucas He's Herbert. He's an underrated player, dude. He's he, an he underrated is. player. And, and if we want to go to windy and firm conditions, if we're looking on Fantasy National, so surprised. And very windy conditions on fast, like lightning fast and firm greens. He ranks ninth in short gains. 13th around the green, 13th in putting, and 36th in DK points, and he's 6,900. Again, we'll depend on what the tee time draws and all that bullshit. Really like him. Henrik Stinson, 7K, kind of like him. Patrick Carrington is another guy I want to talk about. Oh, it's going to be yeah. one of mine. I love it. Let's go. Yeah, miss, missed the cut, but I, I he missed the cut uh, at a course he actually consulted on. But he that was his actually seventh, I think, event in six weeks because he played the that pro am or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that Man. week. So yeah, he's Man. just yeah, McMahon. Yeah, he he was just exhausted. I like Padre to come back, has played well here in the past. And then another sleeper that um I really like, and it's it seems like a poor man's version of Lucas Herbert. He was that you know, maybe even more talented long term. But that's Wyndham Clark, a guy who can smash it off the tee. We know that. But surprisingly good around the green. Over the last 24 rounds, he ranks 10th around the green and 7th in short game. And let me, I'm going to pull up his uh, wedge play right here. And it's like, okay, I mean, he's, he's middle of the pack with the wedges, but second in driving distance, 11 short game um, over the last 24. Really, really like that. Um, actually, seventh over the, oh, in short game over the last 24. So, really like Wyndham Clark as well. And then played really well at the Scottish. So, a uh, true test. He was fast, firm greens there. Played well last week. Who do you like? You and I, and this is going to be good for time as well, but we're actually at a lot of the same random oh, nice. people down here in the 6K range. I like Wyndham Clark as well. Just a guy that can just straight up move it, get it out there. The one guy I'll throw is Ha Tong Lee. He's my boy. There's not a yeah. lot of data on him. He plays a lot of European tour. He had a decent week at the Scottish Open last week. Um, sitting there, what, in the, what, 6,700? I'm okay with that. Um, it's it, To me, though, I'm with you on Lucas Herbert. The first thing I wanted to do is say, hey, let me play Keith Mitchell. But you look at Keith Mitchell's game, it just doesn't make sense here. It doesn't make any sense. I know he can hit it a long way. Um, but I do love the Wyndham Clark play, and I'm also on Padraig Harrington. Um, it, Padraig Harrington is one of those guys that can just get it around still to this day. And, yeah. and he's a and you said he's played seven times in or, you know the last six weeks. That's just kind of how he's always been, right? He's he's like he's he's a gym rat. Much um, hand in hand here in the six K range. I'm sure there's some other guys there when we look down the list, but when you get down to the bottom, it shit gets kind of dark, right? It gets real dark. Yeah. So you're definitely capping it at like sixty six hundred and, and kind of going from there. Yeah, I know there's the uh, you know woos down there and a few others that people might yeah might want to play, but no, like I'm you know I'm not. I'm with you. Man. Well, yo, good show. I thought I thought we got to a lot of a lot of good stuff there, and well, I'll do, we'll just maybe kind of close for the people that have been 
listening and watching to the approach. We very much appreciate your you know, involvement and you kind of supporting. It really means a lot and kind of fueled us to kind of keep going. Um, but I, yeah, I just can't express enough about your all support and the community around it and sending us DMs or sharing when you win or your thoughts or your questions. It, uh, it, it sticks with us maybe even more than you realize. So appreciate your journey with us um, for how it's been. And I know I have a kid coming and we got a lot going on, but I, yeah, I just really appreciate the community and how you know, supportive and you guys following along. It, it's, it's touching, it really is. So appreciate you all for that. Thanks, Byron. No, hey, and and shout out to you, man. We're uh, I know me, we're doing the show with you. I'm excited for you. You got big, big time adult shit going on on your, your end, and <laughs> and uh, you're soon to be a father. So that's that's the greatest thing of all. Um, and I'm sure we'll be we'll be back. Um, we'll just figure it out. You know, you'll uh, but it, lots of lots of good things. I've had a lot of fun this you know this year as as well. And and again, to to your point, Rob, uh, appreciate everybody. Um, I look forward to doing this show uh, every Monday that we can do it. Um, and, and until next time, I uh, wish you and, and your wife uh, the best and and uh, happy and healthy uh, moving forward, man. So I, I, I appreciate you as well as everybody else, and uh, and uh, look forward to uh, to what uh, things unfold here. Uh, you know, before we know it. Well, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate you all. Good luck this week. The final major of the year, bittersweet, but we're gonna have a fun time. Good luck, everybody.